Hey church, today in Isaiah, we started reading in the book of Isaiah this week, and notice that I uh, conveniently did not do a devotion in the days when we were reading the Song of Solomon. If you haven't read the Song of Solomon, go read that. Um, there's lots of stuff there, but uh, uh, I would have to do more reading before I gave you a devotion from the Song of Solomon. Um, today we're in Isaiah. We've transitioned into the minor, the major prophets. Uh, these prophets are prophesying in the life of Judah, the southern kingdom, and Israel, the northern kingdom. And they are basically calling the people back to faithfulness with God. Remember the story. Uh, God has taken Israel out of captivity in Egypt. He gave them the law at Mount Sinai. They entered into the promised land under Joshua. And he said, as long as you keep this law, then I will be your God. You will be my people. I will give you prosperity. I will bless you. But if you do not keep this law, then uh, I will curse you. And so, uh, so come the kings. And we know that the, the, the David was a king after God's own heart, but his sons were, were declining after him. The nation split into two. And basically what we have is a people who do not have a king who is faithful to God on a consistent basis. So you do not have a people who are faithful to the law of God. And the prophets were raised up because of God's faithfulness. The prophets are a sign of God's faithfulness to his people. He loves them. He wants them to repent of their sin and to turn to him. He, so they're they're calling out and they're saying, turn from your sin, turn from your unfaithfulness and return to the Lord. They're pointing out their sins, but they're also making these promises of when God is going to restore Israel, when he's going to restore Judah and the northern kingdom into one kingdom and how that kingdom is going to rule over all the nations of the earth. And it's going to be embodied in this one king that the prophets prophesy coming. And we know that that king who's coming, his name is Jesus. So that's kind of the umbrella of what we're studying now in the book of Isaiah. But we see in Isaiah chapter five, what's called uh, the uh, song of the vineyard, where God sings over Israel through Isaiah and tells them of what they were supposed to be. And this is a huge reminder for us of who we are supposed to be. So it says in Isaiah five, verses one and two, it says, let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine bat in it. He looked for it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. Uh, you see there in that language, God God is the one who initiated the relationship with Israel. God is the one that created Israel. God is the one who provided Israel with everything that Israel needed to bear fruit. It's, it's kind of reminiscent of the Garden of Eden, where God creates this garden, and then he gives everything that Eden needs to produce fruit. Remember, there's water there. there there's the plants they need. The animals are there. He puts man and woman there to keep and guard the garden. And you have this beautiful place. He said, well, Israel was was kind of a recapturing of that idea of Eden. It was supposed to be this place that was fruitful. It was supposed to be this place uh, that reflected the image of God, the way that Adam and Eve were created to. And when we talk about fruitfulness, okay, so here's the purpose of the people, God's loving care for them, his provision for them, his word spoken to them. It was so that they would produce fruit, so that you would yield grapes. Now, that's not talking about physical grapes. What's it talking about? It's talking about the way that the people were supposed to live their lives to reveal God to the nations. They were supposed to be a light to the nations. They were supposed to be a kingdom of priests 
God was going to bless them according to Genesis chapter 12, God's promise to Abraham. And through them, they were going to bless the nations by the life that they live. And so if you want to look at the life they were supposed to live, look at the Ten Commandments. Look at the law. It was this beautiful picture of life in a perfect relationship with God and a perfect relationship with each other where they're doing justice and they're honest and they're loving. And that's the way that God had created people to live in this kingdom. But they didn't do it. Uh, they did not bear fruit. They bore wild grapes, which are which are not sweet, which are not useful. They took everything that God did in them and they produced sin, basically, an un, unuseful un crop. So God is saying, what am I going to do with my vineyard? What am I going to do with it? And then now notice this here that he brings against them in verse 12. He talks about uh, these wild grapes that they're bearing. And he says, they have lyre and harp, tambourine and flute and wine at their feast, but they do not regard the deeds of the Lord or see the work of his hands. There's the problem. There's the problem. They Now they have, they're still prosperous. They're still a prosperous people. They have money, they have wealth, they have friends, they have family, life's going good. So they may say, hey, God is blessing us. God is saying the core of your problem, the reason you are an unjust people, the reason that you are liars, the reason that you are murderers, the reason that you're swift to do evil is because you do not regard the deeds of the Lord. There's no fear of the Lord in you. You don't look to the Lord and, and worship him from the heart. You don't tremble before him. You don't want your life to be wrapped around him. You're pursuing everything else in this life. And he says that's unacceptable. They're, they're worshiping. They're going through the motions of worship, but there's no sense of worship that's shaping their life to bear fruit. And here's, here's, here's just the main point. God wants, he has done, he has created this people and God wants a people who bear fruit, who live a transformed life that reflects his image. And they don't do it. So what, what you see Isaiah rolling out is judgment. You are going to be judged because you have not done what God created you to do. And God is going to redeem. He's going to redeem this remnant. It talks about, he's already talked about this in the book of Isaiah. There's going to be a remnant. There's going to be a core group, but that core group is not going to be defined just by their nationality. This core group is going to be defined by the fruit that they bear. So for us, it says in John chapter 15, my family's reading through John 15 right now in our, in our family devotions. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Israel was planted like this vine, but it, true life was not in the nation of Israel. That promise ultimately came in the person of Jesus, who was a son of Israel. Um, but Jesus says, I am the true vine. You are the branches. If anyone abides in me, he will what? He will bear much fruit. So what am I saying here? What is God after in us? He's after the same thing in us that he was after in them. Fruitfulness, a transformed life. A life where we reflect the justice and the love and the mercy and the uh, and the righteousness of God. And the only way that happens is through worshiping God. The only way that happens is by paying attention to him and trembling before him. And the only way that God has made that happen is by giving us his son, Jesus, who is our king, who fulfills this picture of what Israel was supposed to be and invites all of the nations into it. So as we read through Isaiah, I want us to ask the question. Are we bearing fruit? Are we bearing fruit? Not do we sing the right songs? Do we know the right answers? Not um, do we give the right money? Not is everything okay in our life? No. Do we bear fruit? 
Do we reflect the image of God? So as you read through the book of Isaiah, look for this. Look, look at what he's judging Israel for and say, do I see the same things in my life? And if not, then know the same God is after the same thing in us, fruitfulness. He has planted a vine in his son Jesus, and he's seeking fruitfulness in his people. So let's be his vineyard. Let's give him what he's called us to be. Let's be fruitful. Let's pray about that. Lord, we ask today as we think about the nation of Israel in the Old Testament, as we think about Judah, the southern kingdom in Jerusalem, and their lack of fruitfulness. God, we don't want to be like them. We want to be fruitful. Lord, we thank you that you've given us everything that we need to be fruitful. You've given us your son, Jesus, who is the vine, and in him is life. And Lord, he succeeded in every way where Israel failed. So when we plant ourselves in him, we have life. Lord, help us to see him for who he is and to believe in him in faith and to plant our lives in him. God, fill us with your spirit. Lord, we have the Holy Spirit now who uh, changes our hearts, this new covenant that, the, that your people in the Old Testament were longing for. God, you've given it to us. God, don't let us take it for granted. Help us to yield to your Holy Spirit every day to bear fruit in our speech, in our conduct with each other, with our conduct with our neighbors. God, help this church to be a lighthouse. Help us to be salt in this community. Help us to be a picture of branches that are bearing fruit that will draw others into the vine. Lord, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.